0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy News Beat stand up here on this gorgeous Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, Stuart
1: Turley. My man, how are we doing today? Hey, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Hope everybody had a fantastic Labor Day.
0: Absolutely. Nice little three-day weekend, but we are back in action, Stu. Packed menu. We're going to start out in Germany. Germany begins dismantling wind farm for coal, even after protests to close the coal mine. So Germany making coal great again. We're going to stay there and talk about German electrical imports hit new record as nuclear phase-out increases production costs. I mean, it's, it's pretty disastrous what's going over in Germany right now. I will just say that. Um, Next up, we got to love this new study suggests global warming could be mostly an urban problem. Data matters and who reads the data is the question. So Stu will cover what's going on in the world of global warming. Next up, African Climate Summit, an opportunity to decolonize Africa's energy. I mean, it's Africa for years has been the you know, the the test tube, everyone wants to go in there, extract resources and leave nothing behind. They're going to do the exact same thing in the name of climate. So it's going to be very interesting to see what's going on there. They're holding a summit starting today uh, through the sixth in Nairobi. Stu will cover what's going on there. Um, we have a little fun segment that we'll cover in the middle before we kick it over to finance. I'll quickly cover what happened. Oil prices actually opened yesterday. We saw futures did rise a little bit. We're sitting at 85, 82, folks, as we record this here early, actually on Monday. So great, great day for the markets. And then Aramco is looking to float $50 billion of their Saudi Aramco, of, of their stock. That would be the largest and record offering, eclipsing their own record. So Stu and I will cover what that means for the financial markets. And then we'll let um everybody get out of here and start their short week, guys. But before we do all that again check us out online, world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. It's where all the analysis comes from. It's where all of the stories come from. You can check out the description below to get uh, links to all the articles that we are about to cover. Um, Timestamps, if you want to jump ahead and see what's going on in Africa, jump ahead, and see what's going on in rainbow. You can do that now. We can also uh, interact with the show in the description below. We have a form you can fill out. Send us any questions. We love feedback. You can also email the show questions at energynewsbeat.com. Um, check us out dashboard at um, dot energynewsbeat.com. That's our data news combo. Hard at work at V2 folks. We really appreciate you guys checking us out there. Um you know, just, just hard at work folks. You can subscribe to us, Apple podcast, follow us on YouTube, um, at energy newsbeat. We're also on, um, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, check us out. We appreciate the support. I'm out of breath though, Stu, where do we want to begin?
1: Let's start with our favorite uh, country next to our country of uh, California. Uh, Germany begins dismantling wind farm for coal after the protest to close coal mine. This is the same coal mine that the wind farm in Germany is right next to one of their biggest coal mines. They shut the coal mine down in order to make sure they started growing it. Now, it, we've had a complete flip, and they're having to dismantle the coal, the wind farms, so they can dig up the coal underneath it. Um, the energy giant uh, RWE is dismantling the form. It's on the north Rhine of Westphalia. It's already been dismantled and a further seven are scheduled to remove to excavate an additional 15 to 20 million tons of brown coal. Uh, Brown's not really good, no matter if it's in Biden's pants or if you're trying to burn it. So
0: What, what, what I don't get is that in return, REW has agreed to phase out all coal by 2030 eight years before the previous deadline. So they're trying to spin this as a win. It's IR guy of the week right here. Oh we're right. oh, we're getting coal out sooner by bringing coal in. I love it. Oh, We're making it is. More it's money kind of by accelerating money out of our bank accounts. I love that. As somebody who looks at finances all day, I would love for that to be the case.
1: Oh, absolutely. But here's the problem: Germany has lost GDP. For pointing out as the of their high cost of, of energy. Everybody's bailing out of Germany. Let's go to the next story, Michael, because this one gets just yes. as it is just as nutty as it can be. Mm-hmm. German electricity imports hit new record as nuclear phase-out increases production costs. Holy smokes. There's a couple big nuggets in this bad dog. Germany is importing more electricity than ever before after purchasing a record 6,505 gigawatt hours from abroad in August that's nuts, typically occur through the construction of transmission lines or undersea cables that connect power grids across national borders. That includes nuclear from (laughs) France. I mean, importing electricity is more expensive than
0: importing the raw commodities that allow you to get energy, whether you're going to import natural gas, whether you import crude oil, or even if you, you know, hydro, wind, or solar, buying electricity is the most expensive form of buying energy,
1: which is it, hilarious, it, it, which is why they're getting screwed. They are. And uh, I want to, I want to apologize to uh, him for butchering his name. My ear. Huh, huh, huh. I, again, that's in the, in Tim the article. Myer where, Hougins,
0: I'd- <laughs> I know how you pronounce it because it's a U with the double things on it. I don't know. Everyone should speak English. Just go
1: ahead. Oh, no. Uh, or Hungarian. I don't care. Uh, these are often expen- more expensive renewables than nuclear power, abroad. He-, he says it would be cheaper it's- if we did it ourselves.
0: <laughs> Wait, you're telling me buying the end product is more expensive than doing the labor yourself and buying the raw materials? Wait, that's fascinating,
1: Stu. Uh, and so the- they're idiots over there. Germany's falling apart. Germany's falling apart, but what we're seeing is the whole energy plan that Germany was the poster child for. Now, that poster child is now on a milk carton and is missing in action because (laughs) uh, they do not have it. And then you have that poster child has then been moved over and the milk carton has gone all the way over the pond to uh, California. Oh, Michael. We just had a new study come out from our podcast host uh, organization. Who's our number one state listening to us? California. Governor Newsom.
0: (laughs) I've heard it's mandatory listening now in the Newsom
1: administration. You got every day to wake up, listen to the podcast, get the news and go. And find out what to do. I love it. So not only is Putin listening to us, uh, Newsom's listening. Putin Putin and Newsom. Newsom. Hey, that's a heck of a ticket right there. Okay, let's go to the next one. New study suggests global warming could mostly be an urban problem. Data matters. And who do, who reads the data? Now, whoever wrote that title has got to be a chowder head because, all right. That, that seems like a stew modified
0: title. I'll tell you that much. That seems like a stew modified
1: title to me. <laughs> All right. So when we take a look, it's well known that the cities are warmer around than the countryside, right? A lot of cement, a lot of hot air, a lot of politicians. While urban areas are only account for less than 4% of the global land surface, many of the weather stations used for calculating global temperatures are located In those urban areas. So here we are. And that was some of the other articles we were going to do today is that climate crisis and climate fear is generated by where the sensors are located at. Oh, that's why it's an urban problem. I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm. You sit back and kind of go, oh, well, if you put your meters in the middle of the field where there's nothing bothering it, that's a different than being in the middle of downtown Dallas and you're getting barbecued by all the extra heat waves, right? Huh? Kidneys? Yeah, kill me, kill me. <laughs> Kill me. It's, it's the same place. thing with That's okay. I, it's the same thing with the arson, all the arson. You had Greece, had 76 arsons that were uh, arsonists that were You had, you had to get that in there. I boomed the arson story, so you had to get that in there. I had to get it in there because it went along with this story. And then there were all of the arsons in, uh, arsonists in uh, Louisiana. And then in uh, Canada, they're having all of them. And who knows what's going I mean, on in Maui because I have here, no idea. Here's
0: my thing. How much money did this study cost, do we think? Do we have any idea how much this
1: study costs, Stu? No idea, but I, I think we need to open up a new division.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you're talking, this, this was dropped on J- July 19th, 2023. Rich. Published August 28th, 2023. You've got 19, 23 authors on this thing. You've right. got 30, or was it 37 researchers, 18 countries. To tell me that where more people are, it's going to be hotter, that's... What they came to the conclusion, Stu. Me and you could have done that for half the cost. I'm gonna put uh, not I, push back a little bit, but say I'm gonna say 10. This, 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 for this the big is guy. this is why nobody likes the academic community because they no. spend millions of dollars for a study to show. Well, of course, New York's gonna be have the cause of more climate than than the. I'm like, duh. The problem is it's the people there think that it's the, not the. I mean, I get what you're saying, urban density. But of course, we're going. What I'm saying is, I just you know, you you want to talk about why we're in. 9 trillion billion debt studies like this
1: exactly now
0: hopefully the u.s government didn't fund any of this hopefully uh, not we probably funded
1: the only way the u.s government would have funded this is if there was gain-of-function research in it then we would have funded it we would have funded so
0: hey i'm all for i I, you know let's keep doing this i'm all for basically i mean if if you've actually read the ipcc's you know climate change report for guys who are for, for for people who don't know, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPBC, puts out yearly reports. It's a UN governing body. And, and if you've actually read the actual report, you would be much less bullish on climate change or global warming. If they're very mo- what they actually say in the report is fairly moderate. What people in government do is you know, it's like telephone. You tell one person, you know, you don't read the thing. One right. person tells one person that in the next, by the time it gets to the politician, it's seven degrees from Kevin Bacon. I mean, it's all over the place in terms right. of what people even I mean, we've seen, you know, we're all going to die in 10 years. That's not really what it says. So I'm all for studies coming out and saying, Oh, you know, the, even the IPPC could be overestimating what's going there, on, but two other let's, quotes let, are let's spend our it. dollars funding something else other than, yeah, I'm pretty sure climate change comes from, Places where people
1: are. Okay. This Uh name I can, yeah, this name I can pronounce. Dr. Willie Soon, Center for the Environmental Research for Earth and Sciences. For many years, the general public has been assuming that there is that science on climate change is settled. This new study shows that that's not the case. Okay. I could even pronounce his name. So I like. You're right. Maybe that's worth the
0: $10 million we spent on this
1: study. But who's going to read that one line? And then who's going to read the other line in there that I picked up on saying, hell, it's because we're taking all the sensors and dropping them into cities in order to say it's climate change? I'm with you. And then you have the arsonists that are burning down the place. All right. So let's go on. They got to get the arsonists in there. Yeah. Um, I keep bringing that one up. Okay. Here we go. Now let's talk about climate crisis uh, and everything else. The African Climate Summit, an opportunity to decolonize Africa's energy. I love the title. Love the premise. Let's put Africa first. Let's quit taking all of their resources. Sending Pillaging it to Africa. The west. It's been pillaged. I, it bothers me. So anyway, there's some things in this article. You take a look. The uh, African Civil Civil Society organization sent letters to the CEOs of BP, Chevron, Exxon, Shell, warning that these companies against investing in the drilling activities of the Renaissance Energy Africa, uh, Recon Africa in the Gondo Basin in Nambia and Botswana. Well,
0: yeah. So, so first off, the, 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 this climate summit is happening September 4th through the 6th. So, it'll be right. finishing up tomorrow as you guys listen to this, it's in Nairobi, Kenya. I mean, they're really, this is a how do we slow down the oil and gas activity in Africa ahead of COP28. And that's really what they're, I mean, this is not yep. how do we promote the lowest cost energy in Africa? It's how do we slip renewables in?
1: But let's give them the lowest kilowatt per hour. Her, every human out there with the least amount of energy uh impact on the environment and make it sustainable through low-cost economic uh support. And the World Economic Forum does not give that to them, it charges through the nose. China's bricks and roads charges through the nose, and then you the, you own your next 15 generations to President Z. Nobody is treating Africa with respect. So
0: yep no and 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 i respect what they're attempting to do here is strip these is keep the the resources and keep the control of the resources at least with the african companies and not have exactly what is happening large companies like bp exxon chevron ni um
1: total come in have- and go ahead come in I, I- and I don't have a problem. Sorry. Sorry for I just get excited. I did the same thing with David Blackman the other day. I cut him off when Mimi was interviewing and I'm like, "Ah, I have to apologize to him. I got to buy a mistake, throw him a club, you know, something because it was embarrassing. Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah, I'm all for making sure that Africa is in control of its resources and not contracting it out and completely outsourcing, not not just the resource itself, which they should be sending the resource, they should be exporting, they should be using the, the resources themselves, but making sure that the the riches stay within the country and it's not these and it's not what it has been for 50 years of just basically pillage takeout and none of the and none of the gains and and upside from those resources stay at home. That's my only concern with all of this.
1: Right. And I agree. And I just we need to deliver the lowest kilowatt per hour to all citizens of the world and let Africa control their own natural resources and reap the benefit, but yet have a partnership with the big oil companies and the big energy companies. There's nothing wrong with making a profit. Gouging and extorting is not acceptable.
0: And I love this little nugget they put in here. COP28 President Sultan Al-Jabir will also be in attendance. He just also happens to be the CEO of the Abu Dhabi and National Oil Company, so you gotta love gotta love the conflict of interest.
1: Top twenty eight is gonna be wild, baby. Oh, it, it is, and uh, I got some folks that are gonna be there, and we're we gotta gonna get be, you there. Uh, talking to them. Craig. We uh, gotta get you there. Uh, ah, no, yes, I would would not want to dream about doing it. What I don't speak my mind. The last time <laughs> I spoke to Bill Gates, I really pissed him off. So you, you've told me that story. Um, all right.
0: Bef- before we move on to finance, guys, we've got a, a great little segment here. We got a review. So Stu um, is part of the wonderful podcast. Three pod. He's he's on nine podcasts. So one of the seven things that Stu does, uh, three podcasters in a bar um, sponsored um, and hosted by Sandstone Media. We love those folks. You guys got an opportunity to go on C-SPAN. So... Yep. There was about eighty people that saw it, which was sweet. A few, a few more than watched this. Just a few more than watched this podcast. Um, it was a it was a pretty good segment. For how did they find you? Because you you, I, I we need to walk through this story. How does Stu Pearly end up on C-SPAN?
1: You know, I, I don't know that whole thing. It was a bit of uh, uh, RT uh, I reached uh-huh, out. It was an had- RT. Yeah, Uh, but they had uh, contacted him about the three podcasters. Now, the three podcasters walk into a bar, R.T. Trevino and David Blackman. David Blackman is... Our favorite random guy on Substack. He's a random guy on Substack. He is the... I'm the straight man, and then R.T. is the uh, EMP operator. So, what a mix. And we are having a blast. And so, they brought us on to this segment uh, for C-SPAN. Mimi is the uh, um, host there and she's phenomenal love love her she did a great job we had callers come calling in it was a 30 minute about uh david blackman got to answer questions because his knowledge he had mimi asked david about yep. his uh, on um uh forbes it's fantastic ask rt about his uh stuff as an emp operator it was phenomenal and uh anyway hey, i got some feedback i want to hear your feedback well, first it's, it's, it was cool to see like an, like a straight up news
0: program on TV, just do 30 minutes uninterrupted. It's pretty crazy. You can call in, but you call in by party affiliation. Isn't that great? So There's like three lines. There's the Republican, the Democrat and the independent line. Then there's a text line. I tried to call and text. I didn't get in. Um, they answered the phone. I told them my name. They hung up on me. So I don't know if they, I don't know what they heard or not, but um, it, it, it was, it was pretty cool. You guys look good. You actually look good on TV, but it was, you guys mainly talked about energy policy, energy hypocrisy. It was really an opportunity to showcase the three of your guys's well, expertise. I'm saying, "quote" in the energy industry because what we got to do, Stu, is cover. I mean, some of the tweets that came out of this are absolutely hilarious. I tell people the internet is always undefeated. I I called Stu yesterday as I was reading these. We were crying on the phone. So we've got to, We we got we got the top six tweets from <laughs> Stu C-SPAN segment. We'll start six to one. Okay. First up here. This is my, this is just number six. What a waste of a segment. These guys are horrible. Ben Hayes. I agree. These guys are horrible. (laughs) Number five. I love this one. First part. I've never heard of any of these podcasters you have on. And it goes on. I bet Tim Bo- Sager and I love breaking points, which is the uh, uh, Sager and Crystal. Love those guys. I don't get the rest of it, but I just love. I've never heard of any of these podcasters you've have on. Hey, time zone. Me either, by the way. And this is great. This is Stu was talking and all of a sudden Mary Lou comes in. Now the one white winger is talking
1: or <laughs> brings up the border. Of course, Please. who's got to slip the border in there? I did, and, and that was a good question because the caller called in and said, sure. China is going to take down the grid, and I responded, and there's a bazillion Already, Chinese. Of course, you got to bring uh, up the border, and no, I get course. it.
0: All right, number three, thank you, Washington Journal moderator and crew, for providing the show this morning. Your last segment should have been called three podcasters walk into a bar, and they were misleading, biased, and unchallenged by a fact checker. Do better in the future? MLB? Stu is misleading. He misleads me all the time. Just, just kidding. Number two, this is <laughs> a play on the title. This is what we got. To, these, these top two are what we should rename the, uh, that you got to rename the podcast too. three old guys walk in the oil industry, walk into a bar and run up a tab. A great time was had. And they leave at the end of the night without paying the bill. <laughs> That's just, de- oh, Dion at Dion Kane 64. I absolutely agree. Shout out to Why pay their bill? It's mighty large. It's like oh, the Internet. It's Bidenomics. You go to the Bidenomics. And- exactly. Dion blame Bidenomics. Next up. The winner is Deb Johnson. This one. I'm still crying over this one. <laughs> is there somewhere I can go? Maybe the Wizard of Oz to get my quote thought leader license certificate medal or whatever designates me official thought leader credentials? Question mark. It quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! You just gotta follow the rever- Yellow Brick Road, Deb, and you at the end of it you see Stu standing there pulling the strings. Ah, I was dying! Was
1: fabulous. But, you know, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Mimi. She does a fabulous job out on C-SPAN, and I was very impressed. Um, <laughs> Your new nickname the is trip. Oz. Your new nickname that, is Oz. My, my new nickname is instead of it's Hefe, Oz. it's Hefe Oz. My new nickname is Hefe Oz. <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. So funny. The internet, folks, is always as undefeated. You can check that out, Washington Journal. Um, You can go to our YouTube channel, <laughs> at Energy Newsbeat. Um, We're going to have all the clips available. We appreciate everybody. Everybody checking us out. Um all right, let's move over to uh, to finance now, guys. Um, it's real quick. We actually saw markets open on Monday. Currently trading 85.91. It's going to be fairly flat today. Not much happened, but we could see we could see a rollover to 86 as you guys listen to this on Tuesday. API and EIA are pushed back one day, so we'll see those that data on um, Wednesday and Thursday. I thought it was interesting, Stu. There's a couple things that are going to happen. You know, there's hope growing that the Fed's going to leave interest rates unchanged. China has things have settled out a little bit, so I think we're back. To a little bit of a bullishness on oil, but somebody sees an opportunity to capitalize on what could be a growing demand for energy in the investment space. Saudi Aramco—they're looking to break a record with a fifty billion dollar share offering. Wow! So to read the headline, according to Saudi officials and quote other people familiar with the plan, Saudi Aramco is considering selling off as much as fifty billion in shares. If the kingdom goes through, it be the largest shale sale in history. Going to be hosted on the Riyadh Exchange. Remember, they've already done a $25.6 billion share offering, and that was done on their own exchange as well. They initially attempted to look to see if they could host it somewhere in London on the London Stock Exchange, or even the gaunted New York Stock Exchange. But a little thing like 9-11 got in the way of that. So they're back to hosting it themselves, it would be, the again, the largest in history, Stu, $50 billion. And that was only 1.5% of a Ramco at the 25. So this, this, you know, MBS has, remember, promised to sell up to 5%. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what ends up being cut and what is ends up being sold by MBS. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting in, in terms of, of, of how much gets old. It's going to be interesting to see who comes and actually purchases these shares, Stu, because right now it's, it's, it's a mix of foreign, you know, it, it's a mix of foreign, it's a mix of the Saudi investment fund. You have to remember the Saudi public investments fund just posted $126 billion in profit, which is absolutely insane considering that now the Saudi Aramco government is going to sell off 50 billion. They're going to be flushed with cash. They're lining up to do something.
1: Uh, I I couldn't agree more. And uh, not only are they looking at things like we don't, uh, they are smarter than the U.S. in many ways. They're smarter than me and you. That's for sure. I would invest in Saudi Aramco's new fund rather than buying T-bills. So there is no way that I'd buy a T-bill.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if Saudi Ramco wants to sponsor the show, it's real cheap ten k a month, guys. Just come on in. We'll we'll promote you to the high heavens. We'll ten trillion a, a month.
1: What did you say? I said I'll go for k- ten billion.
0: 10 a month. I like it. Well, you can hit us up, questions at energynewspeak.com to submit your proposal and how much you want to spend on us. We'd really appreciate it.
1: Anything else, Stu? What should people be worried about this week? Tell you what, just buckle down, hug your family, and uh, know that uh, everything's going to be okay. Well, that's heartening, actually. That makes me feel good
0: so we love it guys we hope you had a great Labor Day nice little short week I'm probably going to be off Wednesday unfortunately or excuse me Thursday I'm going to be moving so you're probably just going to get unfortunately a solo show by Stu but we will be back in full force next week Stu's got a great podcast out right now with Dr. Patrick Moore former co-founder of Greenpeace yep. Um, you can check that out on our YouTube channel we love Dr. Patrick Moore Um, we appreciate everybody who's watched the Doomberg go check that out if you haven't again Energy Newsbeat on YouTube subscribe if I was a 16 16- year year old podcast I'd be slamming my fist and say, smash that like button, but I won't. I will refrain from doing that. But again, guys, for Stuart Turner, I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow, folks.